action. Marlon's Hot Stove Show. That's Billy. I'm Kyle. For those listening, Billy Gill, the Dan Levitard Show. Uh, welcome back. First Hot Stove Show of the offseason. Uh, going to be a lot to talk about over the course of these next couple of months. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, going to have some really cool guests. Trying to line up some really cool co-hosts as well. One of them, Billy Gill, the Dan Levitard Show. What's up, my man? Hello, how are you? Doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I thought this was going to be like a permanent thing, so... I, I guess be. I'm just learning now this is a one-time thing. Will so. we get you on payroll? A little disappointed, you know. Uh, are you going to come back to Jupiter this spring? I would love to if you'll have me. I don't know how much that was well-received last time, but I'd love to. It was you and Chris Cody that came up last spring. It was. Uh, like Marlins Nationals, maybe? Yeah, it was. It actually wasn't at Jupiter. It was, away, it was an away game. Right, it was in West Palm, right? Yeah. Right. How do you think that went? I thought it was okay. Not everyone <laughs> thought so. Ran out of steam at the end there. It's harder than, uh, you know, looks like it is on TV or radio. Uh, okay, so what do you want to improve on next time? I you just, want, do you play-by-play -play try? You want to give it a shot? No, no. Well, maybe. No, no. no. Maybe. Maybe. No. Uh, okay, well, listen. <laughs> Skip Schumacher is going to be our guest here in just a couple of minutes. Marlins first-year manager, Skip Schumacher. Uh, again, so if you're listening, you can watch everything moving forward. Uh, listening on 940 every Wednesday, a new episode of the Hot Stove Show is going to premiere uh, on the Marlins YouTube page. So thankful to everybody that's helping us out here and try to take a video component to this. Go back and watch it. Uh, going to have a little fun here with the Marlins first-year skipper, Skip. In just a couple of minutes. See what you did there. Yeah. You wonder if he likes to be called Skip or maybe Skip, you know. Mm. Should ask him that. <laughs> we might have that opportunity. I thought maybe you'd be in the mix for the job. Really? You know, I was here not too long ago because there was like a uh, it was like a margarita event or something. So we came to a tasting and Chris Cody, who I work with, was trying to... Stunning. He was trying to... Uh, Audition is the wrong word. He was trying to try out for, <laughs> for the job because at the time they hadn't hired Skip yet. And the way he was trying to impress the higher-ups was by showing them his calls that he does from the dugout. So his signs, and it didn't work out. Some of those are... He could probably do it. He seems like a guy that commanded a clubhouse for six and a half months. If you say so. Well, we'll see. So I'm uh, going to chat with Skip here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Bill, you've obviously loved this franchise for a long time. Yeah, objectively, objectively, of course, yeah, as but, a member of the media. Right. Yeah. How long have you been a member of the media? When's the uh, last time you covered a Marlins game? Wow. Covered a Marlins game? Maybe when I was like an intern back at Channel 4, <laughs> if even then, yeah. Uh, your first Marlins memory, what comes to mind? Um, I, my, me and my family have gone to every opening day, so it started when I was like five years old, so... Marlins memory, maybe. Oh, how about this? So, like, maybe like my fifth or sixth birthday party was a Billy the Marlins birthday bash, and Billy the Marlin came. They put my name on the scoreboard. The mermaids, you got the hand. No, the this was pre mermaids. This was like back oh. in the old stadium. They had the yeah. mermaids there, didn't they? Uh, I think this was before mermaids. What about the manatees? The, I remember the manatees. I miss them. <laughs> the manatees should come back. Maybe they'll make a comeback. They came back for like the. Uh... 97th anniversary yeah. a couple of years ago or 2003. Well, you told me that we're in Bruce Sherman's suite. I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal that. Maybe we can write a note and leave a note. No, it's a nice place. Yeah, it's <laughs> nicer than my house. <laughs> he, um, he might ask us to come hang out here in the seat. He, he catches wind of this um, all-star performance that we're going to put on here today. and Maybe we can hang out here a little yeah. more often. I, gotta, I have an admission. I didn't know this was going to be on video. I don't know what to do with my hands. And I'm glad that we're sitting because it would have been more awkward if we were standing. Yeah, I actually grabbed my iPad. Yeah. Um, 
just to. I printed out that paper. Should I hold that paper when we're talking yeah. to Skip? Or hey, and bad? by the way, hey. uh, you and I, a lot of prep work beforehand, shared a document, mm -hmm. uh, hashed a few things out. We're going to give Skip a run for his money. Try to make him a little uncomfortable. See what he's all about. Hmm. See if you could deal with the pressure of Miami media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, listen. We're going to hang out with Skip here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, first, wanted to remind all of you about the Holiday Bundle. Uh, cheers to 30 years of Marlins baseball, by the way. You can celebrate the holidays by scoring tickets to three games, including opening day this upcoming season, plus a Marlins 30th anniversary-themed champagne glass set. You can purchase your Holiday Bundle today at marlins.com holiday. Okay, joining us now is first-year Marlins manager, Skip Schumacher. Skip, uh, it's good to see you. I'm, I'm sure nothing's going on. You haven't been too busy, so uh, we had to find a couple of minutes to chat with you and uh, sit down with you. Um, first, and by the way, Billy, we've got these cups here. Are you a coffee guy? I love coffee, yeah. Are you a cafecito guy? Absolutely. You want to try some of this, Billy? I feel like Skip should be the one pouring this because he told us before this that he played in Cuba and he's very familiar with this. <laughs> Kyle's never had this before. I, I love coffee. I just haven't tried it. Yeah, no, I was in Cuba. This is how uh, like this is how guys get going, like right before the game. I played in Venezuela too, and this is this is kind of how it works, right? Right before the game, you take some of this, and you're flying around everywhere. So if we're in the dog days of summer and we got a one o'clock game, I mean, how much coffee are you drinking just to get going? Player or coach? Uh, both. Player, not as much because you want to get dehydrated. Mm. Coach, uh, you'll see me through nine innings with a cup of coffee. How oh, about yeah. as a manager? Yeah. yeah. Sam, I just like... Cup of coffee's in your hand the entire time. Yeah, I love coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, should we try this? Yeah. All right, let's, let's try it. Okay. Mm. Pretty good. Not as strong. <laughs> Not as strong no. as I was warning you about. You'll be okay. You'll kick in. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's the deal. In full transparency, Skip, you're not just available any day of the week. So uh, we're sitting down with you a couple of weeks or a couple of days, I should say, before Thanksgiving. Um, we don't really care about the baseball stuff. Can you can you put together a perfect like Thanksgiving plate for us? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, thank you. My perfect plate would be uh, my mom uh, makes an incredible turkey. Oh. So plus the honey baked ham. Uh, plus the uh, my grandma's potatoes, plus uh, cranberry sauce. Hmm. You do any cooking, you? No, 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 no I no. sit and watch football. That's okay. it. Football all day. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No cooking. No, no, no I don't do anything. Turkey so good. I don't know. She's been doing it for 30, 40 years. I mean, that's just what her thing is. So, I mean, I, I think that Thanksgiving is about, you know, getting everybody together and um, having fun with the family. And the food has obviously always been amazing because my mom and grandma can cook the hell out of a, of a turkey and a ham. Um, but uh, but the football part is just as uh, enjoying the family around and talking crap to each other about the football game is always fun. Too. Nice. What's your team what are you for? Yeah. Unfortunately, the Raiders. Oops. Yeah, it's been a tough year. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, we thought we were going to be pretty good this year. And uh, getting Devontae and the Derek Carr thing with Devontae, I thought this was going to work. And I think we've won two games so far, so it's not great. Um, Skip, when's the last time you missed a workout? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, I enjoy uh, 
uh, working out, but not because of like the, <laughs> I just like working out. It's just part of my, it makes my mind clear, actually. I think Billy and I, can we like join you for one more thing? <laughs> I told him that I would not be able to keep up with you in a workout. Oh yeah, you could. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> You run on the beach in the morning? <laughs> yeah, just in my, yeah, absolutely no. I don't, I, uh, I have a little home gym in my house. Oh. And um, yeah, that's, I just try to get something in early and that's it, it's part of my routine. I feel like, and this isn't an official stat, I feel like you're the first manager with a full sleeve tattoo. Yeah, I don't know. Gabe Kapler has a hand tattoo. So yeah, he's got, he's got the got, spider web. Yeah, he's got, I don't know what he's got going. Um, but yeah, I have different tattoos. Um, this is my kid's first picture that they drew. Uh, of, and so that's me and my son playing catch. And that's me, apparently, from my daughter. Um, my kids are right here. This is the last out of a World Series that we won in 2011. Um, Man of the Arena, um, Roosevelt. So I, I'm just like a, I have all kinds of stuff that are, is meaningful to me uh, all over. And some yeah. room to run here down the right. No, display. this is it. Yeah, no, that, no that's it. I've got, I've gotten a tattoo every year of my career. Come on. Yeah, so that is started in 2001. And I'd said every off season I'll get a tattoo and, and it just kind of, it hasn't stopped. I thought it'd be done after a few years, and here we are. So we're gonna I keep going. Room on that arm. Yeah, Marlins World <clears throat> Series clock, something like that. I'm alright with that. If yeah, that happens. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. I feel like um, we're we're trying to make sure you don't get too comfortable. So we're just kind of flanking you from both sides here. <laughs> it's um, working. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good. All right. So let 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 me ask you a little something um, on the baseball side. You get this opportunity. Has it been stressful? Has any of this since you've been hired been enjoyable in the sense of trying to build a staff, get familiar with players? Like, how are you feeling at this juncture of it? Yeah, it's, um, I didn't know anybody when I got the job. Like, not one person in the Marlins organization have I met before. So getting to know everybody from front office to players and then to build my own staff has been challenging. Um, but I've, it's been nothing but great. Uh, uh, finding the right people to surround uh, myself with and know what winning looks like and to hold people accountable has been been tough to find because typically they've been in other organizations, mm -hmm. right? Everybody that I love, it's not like they're out of a job. They're in right. another organization because they're really, really good. Um, so getting those guys has been um, challenging but fun because we got them. Um, the player side, um, you know, talking to everybody and making sure that they understand that, like, I'm trying to communicate with them over a phone call right. and not just a text has it's been hard to do. Has been tough because they're in different countries, right? So, um, but that's been really good on the other side and finding out what makes them tick and their motivation and that type of stuff um, has been it's been really fun so far. Have you enjoyed this part of it, or are you just ready for the season to start? No, I've I've been enjoying it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Getting the staff together once it's finalized is going to be the best part of this thing because that's who you're with and trying to build a World Series contender year after year with the staff around you is is the best part of this thing for me so far um, because you want good people that you're surrounded with and to hold me accountable, to get me better, and to help them grow. Um, and then the, the other side of it is like getting to know the player. I mean, these, there's only 20,000 big leaguers ever, mm -hmm. right? And I get to coach 26 of them, potentially up to 40 of them, uh, I mean, with the 40-man roster. So getting to know them, hearing their excitement, some guys having some down years, and them really excited about, you know, this next year coming. And, 
seeing Sandy win a Cy Young has been pretty awesome. You know, I had nothing to do with it, and Donnie and his staff <laughs> did. Um, so all of that has been exciting so far in the first couple of weeks as, as a manager. What's your biggest fear managing for the first time? Is it failure? Um, not having someone on the lineup card will be, and then me like pointing down to the bullpen, and he's not on the lineup card. Um, I see that that's probably my biggest fear. But so you're um, totally comfortable. March 31st, Mets are in the other dugout, and you're managing against Buck Walter and the New York Mets. Like you're good to go. Yeah, you feel that comfortable already. Yeah, I mean, I think as a bench coach, you are managing the game every single day um, in case somebody gets tossed. And you know, Ollie Marmel last year. He managed his first game opening day, and then he was sick the next three. So I coached the ne- I managed the next three games um, with really a new roster that I didn't really know um, <laughs> too much about, and you know, other than spring training. Um, and uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm managing the game like um, I would if I was a manager, no matter what, in case someone gets tossed. So the other side, the other manager, that stuff. It doesn't bother me. I'm just more concerned about our guys and making sure I'm putting them in the right situation to succeed. I feel like you want to talk about getting tossed, ejections. <laughs> no, we can go there. Skip, that's fine. Um, actually, here, you recall. I do. In the other dugout. Here comes Skip Schumacher. Top step to the shower as you go. Uh, can you explain <clears throat> Uh, yeah. Maybe what was the magic word and the reasoning behind uh, your ejection here? Yeah, I don't know if I can say the magic <laughs> word. Um, <laughs> you can say it. Yeah, you can say it. We'll cut it out. Yeah, we'll cut it out. Yeah, uh, so I signed in 2001, and that was my first ejection ever in professional baseball. Here? Here. I was talking when you were a coach. Co- yeah. Oh, that was the ever. first time ever. Ever, as a player, as a coach. Oh, you ever. lost your cool. Yeah, um, I had enough of the strike zone uh, <laughs> watching it, and I didn't. Um, so I actually told the catcher, I said, listen, the next strike um, that is thrown that the umpire calls a ball, you got to give me an indicator because I can't watch this anymore. And sure enough, uh, here comes a pitch, inside corner, strike, <laughs> calls it a ball. Uh, Nola gives me the sign, um, an indicator, and then I s- decided to <laughs> so tell you were looking to get Yeah. I wasn't looking Just to get, get the tossed, boys going. But yeah. I had to let them know um, exactly how much the, they were messing up. It's like, I'm not going to continue to watch this, and neither is any one of our staff or player. Um, at the time, it felt like, you know, it was time to go um, and get, you know, because we were kind of headed this direction, anyways. And uh, so that was, uh, that was my time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that's changed, especially with replays. Before, you could be more theatrical as a manager and go out there and argue balls and strikes, argue calls, and get tossed. But like now with replay, you can't really. So, like, if you could go out there and argue, what would you do to get everyone excited? Like, not like the Lloyd McClendon stealing a base and walking <laughs> away with that. But you don't see much of that anymore. I don't think you're you like predetermine what you're going to do. Yeah. You're not practicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not like, hey, what would you do to my son if I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, not going to predetermine that stuff. Maybe I think year two, once you got a year on your Yeah, belt. I don't think that's going to happen. Did you I lose think, the jersey? You kick dirt on the plate? You don't know. I don't know. You just, yeah. it just kind of, you black out a little bit, right? Ooh. And then you come out and uh, you hope you didn't make too much of a fool out of yourself and get suspended or fined or yeah. whatever it is. But um, I think the majority of it is just, the reason why you get kicked out is to protect the player. The players want to know that you have their back. And so if you're just sitting back watching them getting abused, then this thing isn't going to work. So they need to know that you have their back. And so sometimes you have to, you have to go. Hey, you talked about communication, accountability, and preparation. Three 
integral parts to winning. How will you know when the culture is right here? Like what will be the indicator to you when the culture is right? Yeah, it's a good question. I think, um, you know, when the staff feels that, you know, they're not being micromanaged um, and they feel like they can coach and they're having an impact on the players. Um, when the front office feels like they can come downstairs and talk to me and the staff and the players without feeling like they're separate and they feel like they're in it with us um, and there's not this front office, then the staff, then the player. It's like we're all together. Um, I feel like when the player feels like that they can talk to the, the front office as well without you know, feeling judged or whatever it is. Um, and then also when the players are starting to lead the meetings. And uh, so you kind of feel like there's some leadership in the clubhouse. You have this alignment and communication with the front office staff and players. Um, then you kind of feel like this is what winning looks like and a winning culture looks like. So there's no like pointing fingers or second guessing. And um, when you have that, then that's like real culture and you can have those difficult conversations without people getting super upset. It's just like we're just having a man-to-man -man conversation right. and um, you know, trying to figure out how do you get better because if you get better, then we win. And that, that's kind of the culture that we're trying to build here. Does everyone call you Skip? Like when you do Thanksgiving at home with the family, Skip to everybody? My mom will call me Jared, uh -huh. my real name, oh, yeah. um, every now and then. Ooh. Yeah, um, Yikes. That's I, not good. Yeah, at 16, uh, I got a, um, a Dodge Duster when I was 16 years old. That was my uh, 60, yeah, 69 Dodge Duster. <laughs> it was 900 bucks. And uh, we rebuilt the engine and um, painted it. The whole deal went to a junkyard, put the, got the seats. It, was, it ended up being not nice, but drivable. And uh, my mom decided to put Skippy as my license plate. Oh, oh. Yeah, that was pretty sweet, right? Like yeah. driving into high school with Skippy. 16 yeah, 16, yeah. So that was pretty awesome. <laughs> um, so she calls me either Skippy or Jared. So yeah, awesome. Ooh. Yeah, it's tough. I think, uh, I, yikes. It's like skip, you're skip, you're skip. I think you should actually consider making the guys like call you Mr. Schumacher until they earn the right to call you skip. <laughs> no, I think uh, skip, I'll take skip. Skip is good. Okay, you yeah. know, you mentioned though creating a culture. Do you want to have a big presence in the clubhouse or kind of what you're alluding to? When the players are comfortable and the culture's created, that, that, that's their space. They run that space. You're not secluded from them, but you want the players, 26 guys, to be pulling on one rope here, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's their clubhouse, and, um, you know, but I do want our staff and, our, and you know, even myself to go in there, and you know, we're, we're in this thing together, and they need to feel that. I don't feel like it should be coaches' staff over here and players over here, and there should be a little bit of camaraderie and you know, um, you know, talking back and forth, keeping it loose and yeah. having fun. and. Um, I don't think it should be just business, 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 right? It's like, let's have some fun, get to know each other. Um, and that involves like getting in the clubhouse and, you know, talking a little smack to each other, even clubhouse to, you know, guys and staff and um, players interacting that way. So I think that's important. Culture to me isn't just a bunch of signs on the wall. Right. Like, like, I don't know what those, those are. I just feel like, you know, if someone asks you what the culture is, they should be able to explain like what our culture is all about and not just like some saying on a wall. You were there a long time in St. Louis. Look, you're a Miami Marlin now, but you know, like imitation is the best form of flattery. How much of the Cardinal way do you want to see in Miami? Like that's a, that's an organization that's a perennial playoff contender every year. How much of that over all of your years, coaching staff and playing 
is coming to Miami with you for, I guess, for better or worse, it's almost all you know within reason. Yeah, I think Ollie put it, um, Ollie Marmel last year put it, what our culture in, in St. Louis is, it's we're building you up or we're pushing you out. So either you're on, you're on board and you're all in or you're, you're kind of out. And um, that's kind of what I would take away from St. Louis the most is they bring in really good, high character guys. How quickly do you see that in guys? If, are they in or out? You can tell within five minutes if a guy's in or out. I mean, just by their work at, just by talking with them, seeing if they're all in, what their motivation is, you can sit down and see like, yeah, I can, I'm all in on this player. Even in certain interviews and conversations on the phone, I can tell right away who you are. Wow. I think most, I would say most coaches know that. How about, yeah. <coughs> I think when you take over something new and an entirely, entirely new coaching staff for the most part, 40 guys on the 40-man roster and non-roster invitees come spring training. Mm -hmm. Do 65 guys have a blank slate? And I know it, like, it sounds bad, but do you have a preconceived notion from watching video and talking to guys? Like, are there 65 guys vying for jobs within reason? Like, does everybody have a blank slate under your watch now? Yeah, I think there's some guys that you're excited about having bounce back years yeah. as far as that because or they've done something before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so guys like you know Rogers, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do in spring training. Right, I think he's more of the 21 version than last year's version. I'm really excited to see Avi. I saw him a couple days ago. Um, Garcia, and he looks incredible, and I think um, he's super motivated. And honestly, candidly, probably a little embarrassed of what happened last year. And um, and so seeing him every day, looking what he looks like physically right now and mentally in a really good space. I'm really excited seeing what he looks like, you know, 500-something at-bats. Mm. Uh, Jazz just getting healthy, I'm really excited about. So when you say about um, a blank slate, I think there's some guys that are going to be competing that have right. a blank slate. There's other guys that you're excited about just seeing them bounce back and what they look like that you might give benefit of the doubt. Um, but there's always guys that will surprise you in spring training. I will say you be careful also because you never fall in or out of love with someone in spring training because you never know who the competition they're facing. Right. Um, so I think there's um, different ways to look at it. Who's the most interesting person in your cell phone? <laughs> most interesting person in my cell yeah. phone. Um, and let's call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most interesting. Uh, gosh, man. Oh, man. I feel like you're thinking of someone's skip. Yeah, I think you know. Are you hesitant to say? Yeah, I, I think I'll pass. Oh, no. Ooh. Wow. Most whoa, whoa. interesting person? Like, there's could be, like, I mean, there's former teammates and that. I just don't want to, like, call them out on a. Well, like, is there, like, a president in your phone? No, no I'm not no, that like star studded celebrities? Uh, okay. I'll uh, You think you're going to have an advantage this year as a first time manager of the rule changes? Because, like, you don't need to adjust at all how you manage games. I don't think the rule changes are, are that crazy where it's yeah. going to really be an advantage, except for maybe the stolen bases, the bigger base. I think it's that's going to be kind of an organic. We're going to watch it. A lot of guys are going to watch and talk to the minor league uh, coaches and how they, did, how they went about it as far as the pitch clock and the timing of it and the box and all that stuff. I think you kind of watch and listen. Um, the bigger bases – Safety, fine. Swim move at second, third, maybe. Um, and then the uh, which one? Oh, the shift. I think the shift for me is it's tough because the you're you're rewarding a hitter that is um, 
maybe just one way, like pull yeah. side, and you're yeah. rewarding him now that you can get more hits. Um, so I think you're rewarding the a bad hitter. So you were a shift guy before. I think you can play wherever you want to play. Yeah, it's up. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. I mean, if you're if you're a hitter and you cannot like go the other way or hit it, whatever it is, bunt, then that's on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 okay. Play wherever you want to play. How about pace of play? I know we've heard of a lot, and there was a lot of people that raved about what they saw in minor league games. And it's not just how quick we can get to the ballpark and get out of here and go home and do it again tomorrow. But there were like nine, eight games being played in like two hours, two fifteen. It's kind of interesting. But like, I mean, in terms of pace, in terms of the flow of a game, that what do you think? I think baseball, you know, what you sign up for, and there's no time clock. Yeah. Um, well, there is now, Skip. I know. <laughs> there is now. That's, it's like the one sport where like. There's not a there's not this like you know halftime show or yeah. periods over or whatever like it's nine innings and it could last however long and see what happens so I know the extra innings can get too long but I think that's more in the wear and tear of a bullpen um, that you don't want to go into those fifteen inning games um, so I liked like going to the ballpark and not knowing how long it's going to be but maybe that's just the old school part of me. Are you a fan of the uh, runner on second and extra innings? Um, no. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you but, would be if you're in the 17th inning and you lose <laughs> yeah. two to one and you yes. exhausted a bullpen. Yes, but I, I will say like in the playoffs, it was cool not to see that yeah. um, because it's just a different strategy. Um, but I understand during a regular season why it's necessary because yeah. you could just kill your bullpen mm-hmm. and then you're set up for disaster for a week or two later. Well, he asked you what you're most afraid of on the field as a manager. What are you most afraid of outside Ooh. of baseball? Outside of baseball, yeah. being a manager, or just in no, life? just in life. Like, like spiders, clowns, something <laughs> like that. Uh, well, I surf a lot. So um, I surf where there's shark sightings all the time. Uh, Can't so you that's... move somewhere else? Can't you go, like, a mile north? I feel like they swim. Yeah. They can yeah. swim probably yeah. But that could, be a little, yeah. that could be a honey hole of sharks. Yeah, you know. yeah I, I don't know. I feel like if wherever, like, the food is, they'll probably go and... If they think we're food. I feel like that adds to the thrill, though. You know, like, you get the rush of surfing, but also, like, what if a shark attacks me? You know what I mean? It's more enjoyable that way. What's that rush like? like? (laughs) Game seven of the World Series, or you're off that board, and you're kicking for dear life because you're not sure what's underneath your feet. I played in a game seven. Yes, you have. And the that rush, I don't want to know. Oh. Yeah, I don't well, want to know the shark, seven. Yeah, I think when a shark is there, you're supposed to stay calm and just like get yourself on the board. Yeah, so right. It doesn't know that you're there, but in the moment, I don't think that you'll have the composure to do that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you can see the shark. The yeah, problem is, like yeah. in California, it's not like these crystal clear water, mm-hmm. which I guess is a good and a bad thing because you don't know what's underneath you. Um, so if you were to get attacked by a shark, you prefer not to see it coming. <laughs> right. If I had a, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Skip, uh, good luck. Maybe we'll do it again next year. We appreciate the time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, that was Marlins manager, first-year skipper, Skip Schumacher, joining us. Thanks to Skip for joining us. And don't forget, uh, before we wrap things up, Marlins single-game tickets are on sale now. If you're a single-game buyer, you're going to receive pre-sale access to World Baseball single-game tickets. That would be World Baseball Classic single-game tickets. Limited time only. Uh, you can get yours now at marlins.com slash tickets. So, Billy, having a chance to uh, chat with the first-year manager. Seems like the guy for the job. Yeah. We'll see. I guess. We'll see. It'll play out on the field. <laughs> you think that went all right? I think he went okay. He's surprisingly jacked. Yeah. That guy hasn't missed a workout in a while. I'd say, where would you rank him 
in <laughs> the list of like Marlins managers that could beat you up in a fight? I I love that question. Um, Mike you, Redmond was up there. Yeah. Could you take Donnie? You couldn't take Donnie. No. 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 Great core strength, Donnie. Mm -hmm. Jack, Loved a good Jack's answer. not fair. No, Jack wasn't fair. Late. Yeah. Uh, early Jack. Yeah. Um, Why are you beating up managers? No, I, I think it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm actually thinking, um, we talked to him about this. I think it'd be kind of cool to get out there with him on the beach in the morning, huh? Like 6 a.m. Give him a little run for his money. Maybe we could join him. I think that I would not be able to keep up with him. No. Um, no. But good luck to him, though. Yeah. I think we have a spot on his staff. Yeah. I think there's what would you like do? quality control. Oh, okay. Nobody has a better pulse of the clubhouse. Nobody can get the boys ready 162 times. You could get the boys ready 162 times. I just have a times. good pulse on it. What would you do? It's just quality control. Yeah. Make sure we're in a good place every day we come in. Well, how would you do? Let's say like I'm you know, in a slump. I haven't gotten ahead in like a week. I'm not feeling myself. How do you get me it. up? Let's just go. Mm. I, what else are you going to tell him? Yeah, but if you tell me <laughs> that and I haven't gotten a hit every day for a week, then it's not really effective, you know? Yeah, you know, honestly, that's somebody else's responsibility. Well, you're in charge of quality control. But I'm just, I'm just the glue guy. Mm. I'm just the glue guy. Sounds like you're placing uh, blame on others. Well, thank you to Skip. That was fun. Good yeah. guy. Uh, looking forward to uh, maybe chatting with him here more in the future. So we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, Billy, thank you. Maybe we can do this again soon. I don't... It could be full time if you want to come back. You want to do this more often. You just let us know. We'll do okay. it. And uh, I don't know. We'll be in touch. I guess we'll see. We'll let the decision makers decide on how this whole thing went. Yeah, I think they should decide, not me. All right, very good. That's Billy Gill, the Dan Levitard Show. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Thank you for joining us on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. We'll catch up with you guys next week.